The journey to the city was long and perilous, the way being infested with thieves, bandits and giants, and for a normal man it would have been foolhardy to travel it alone. His first adventure occurred when he had left the city and walked up into the bare mountains where no one lived, where the mists hung low around the rocks. The path turned a corner, and there sat a man wrapped in a bearskin, who laughed hard and low when he caught sight of the slender Theseus. A fly walks in the spider's web, he said. My name is Periphetes, and no fly ever finds his way out of my web. He expected Theseus to run, as all had done before, and was surprised when the young hero calmly continued walking. Not afraid? Well, people also call me Coronites, the club-bearer, and this is why. He lifted up a mighty club of bronze with one hand and laughed. But Theseus still didn't flee. He wrapped his cloak around his left arm as protection, drew his sword and rushed at Periphetes. As the muscled club-bearer swung his bronze weapon, Theseus swayed out of reach like a sapling before the wind and, choosing his moment carefully, suddenly sprang forward, stabbing Periphetes in the heart. Then he picked up the bronze club, pulled on the bearskin, and went his way. After a few days' travel, he came to a valley which was being terrorised by a vicious giant called Sinis, who lived in the densely wooded mountains. And most of his victims were unwary travellers or innocent shepherds, whom he seized while they were grazing their flocks. He delighted in overpowering his victims and then bending down two tall fir trees and pegging them to the ground with ropes. He would then tie his victims' arms and legs to the trees, and then he would cut the ropes holding down the trees. The effect was like cutting a strung bow. As the trees sprang upright again, the helpless victim would be torn in half, their screams echoing through the mountains, accompanied by the hideous, guffawing laughter of Sinis. When Theseus entered the valley in the first village he came to, the people begged him to kill the evil giant. The young prince sought him out, and Sinis, although he was big and strong and evil, was no match for Theseus's fighting skills. He defeated the giant by knocking him out with a kick to the jaw, and tied him to the same bent trees that he had already prepared for his next victim. Then, when he awoke, Theseus cut the ropes keeping the trees bent, and they sprung upright, ripping the screaming, evil creature in two, just as he had done to so many others. Theseus continued on his way, and once he reached Megaris, followed the coast so as to avoid having to cross the snowy heights of the mountains and the trackless wastelands between them. The coast route was difficult and dangerous too, though, and there were many rivers to cross and cliffs to scale. Often the only ways to follow were little-used goat tracks around the edges of cliffs. It was on one of these narrow ledges, with the sea crashing on the rocks hundreds of feet below, that Theseus was suddenly confronted by his next challenge. As he rounded a bend on the face of one of the sea cliffs, a huge giant of a man leapt out in front of him. On your knees before the mighty Skiron, roared the massive figure. Nobody passes through my land without paying me tribute. 
The cliff is mine, and if you want to get past me, you must kneel before me and wash my feet," said Scyron, spitting on the path in front of Theseus. Scyron's reign of terror had gone on for many years, and although a few travellers had managed to escape with their lives by kneeling and washing his feet, many had died horrible, violent deaths. His favourite trick was to kick the unlucky ones into the sea just as they had finished drying his feet. Those that were not killed by the fall were devoured by a giant turtle that lived in those waters. But Theseus never flinched, and staring hard into the giant's eyes as he slipped his sword from its scabbard, said to him, "I kneel before no man. If you want me."